welcome back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight for this pod, I have two very recent LSU graduates, and Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Congrats, guys! I'm I'm you know just amazed by your dedication to be here tonight. Y'all could be off celebrating you know your recent uh, quest, but hey, you're, you're here with us to break it down, so I appreciate it. Glad to see y'all. Glad to have you back. I feel like we got a you know, mostly positive one. I mean, the Tigers swept Vanderbilt on the road. I don't think any of us saw that coming. I think Daniel even made a crack, like, yeah, watch him go around and uh, sweep Vanderbilt after we just got swept at home by Ole Miss. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, obviously you guys as well, but it was graduation weekend. There's a few Tigers on the, the baseball and the football team that also graduated. Uh, so congrats go out to them and all the graduates, really. Uh, you know, because we know our listeners are varied across the spectrum. But guys, uh, and uh, again, congrats. Um, How was your week? It was good. Had a busy weekend, like you said, graduation yesterday. Uh, both got our MBA degrees. This was time number two at LSU for Tommy uh, and first uh, graduation for me. So officially a Tiger, even though we've been podcasting for three years at this point yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but we had we had a fun time we, yeah, we did enough celebrating last night to last us two days I think so uh, we had a good time and uh, it was glad to mix a little baseball in there as well and see the Tigers come out ahead there yeah I mean it was like you said a good weekend I'm excited about uh, just the way that we kind of topped off this baseball season with uh, with the series sweep um, it just really just makes this team even more Jekyll Hyde, but uh, we'll. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's it's it was fun to see and and um, happy to get into it with you. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it makes me just makes this team even more. Um, you know, just it's unable to guess what they're going to do in the next game or the next series or or whatever. I mean, it's just it's amazing what they did. You know, I don't think they've scored that many runs in a series all season. What they had, twenty one. In the last game, they put I think it was 11. like 42 total, right? Yeah. yeah, 42, so average 13 a game. And then last against Ole Miss, they had I think nine runs combined. <laughs> yeah, I remember they had one one run in one of the games, and like, and they they had 11 in one inning, and this was like in the eighth inning. It's like, where did this come from? Uh, but anyway, uh, great. I mean, it was great that the you know the Tigers got the sweep. Um, first time they've actually taken a series on the road at Vanderbilt since 2005 and man, I mean, there's just, there's so many, I don't probably accolades you could give out, uh, you know, as far as who had a great performance. I mean, definitely yesterday, Braden Bear. I mean, the guy had a, a three run home run, a grand slam. He had a two RBI double. Uh, and he was also playing, uh, cause Jacob Berry was actually a DH. He had a, he had a good time, uh, you know, a good series as well. Uh, well, coming back to action, uh, but the Tigers, I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised that first game where they won like 13 to two or something. It was just like, huh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, I, I thought the Tigers could maybe get a win on the road, but I was like, uh, you know, they, they won very handily. Uh, you haven't really seen um, like that big of a gap in a win. Uh, you know, I don't know, I guess against really good SEC competition in a while. Um, and then, Yesterday, I mean, shoot. Uh, well, I guess go back Friday. Uh, then they won eight to three. Not as big, but still, it's like two games in a row, and they've kind of put it on the Commodore or the 
put it on the uh, yeah the Commodores. And I don't know that last game. It seemed you know what was it they got out to like a six zero start. Vanderbilt did six zero uh, lead, mm-hmm. and it looked like they. They were just like, we're not going to get swept at home like you guys just did. Uh, but, you know, LSU, uh, LSU started clawing back. But Vanderbilt just said, nope, nope, not today. And they would go back ahead. And then just that eight-run inning, uh, man, LSU just <laughs> left no doubt. It's like, yes, we are sweeping you. We are. I don't know if they were mad if they got swept or if this is just, you know, um, how, how this, this team ebbs and flows. I, I don't really know. But... I, I don't I, re, I don't really know what to make. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to say that. Wow, they're either heading into the postseason with some really good momentum, like we said they would need to. But uh, you know, I just I don't know if it's beyond this weekend or not. Right? Yeah, that's that's kind of like the the thing about this team is like they can go off and score forty two runs. Now you still gave up, you know, fifteen. <laughs> um, plenty of errors too. Plenty of errors. Like it, it, it's the the problems with the team are still there. Uh, but this shows you what, how much talent we have, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Or offense, uh, no, that's not that's not the right way to say it. But behind, behind the plate, behind the yeah, you know, at the at the at the plate. Um, I think that uh, I mean, it does show you that like kind of anything can happen with this team. Like, there's definitely like we've said it before, like they have enough talent to be able to 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 go um, and far and do well, but. I still think I still think that in the long term, you know, we're not like this. I think this is a a very good, you know, kind of a hot streak, a hot three games. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if this is gonna translate to the SEC tournament. I don't know if I don't think we figured out pitching. I don't think we've like locked it in and, and know what we're doing there. Um, and I think that if you know one one series we can hit uh, we can hit forty two run or we can get score forty two runs, but. The next series, like you said, we could score one or two or three, and so, um, it, you know, I think it's I think it's going to be tough for us, uh, just because of the that we don't have that pitching, we don't have that defense to fall back on, but it's still really fun and really exciting to see, and kind of got us into a good spot at the at the SEC tournament coming up. Yeah, this was kind of more textbook execution of what I would call kind of Jay Johnson's plan. Uh, for this baseball team, which is to jack up probably three or four home runs a game and have your pitching rotation kind of do just enough to get you out of tough spots, which is what they did a lot because there was a few times when they would like load the bases and get um, kind of a clutch like double play or strikeout uh, that you need to to get out of that jam. And then just you give up a few runs, but you stop the bleeding and then your offense is so high powered that you can just mow them over at any one time. Like we saw scoring five, six or even 11 runs in one inning. Uh, that game plan is going to be put to the test a lot in this SEC tournament where um, theoretically, I think we can play up to like six games in six days or something like that. And that's where not having starters, who can go six, seven innings could potentially hurt us. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Michaela Hilliard did a through six again on Friday, but, uh, and then I think Ty Floyd had a good outing on Saturday as well, but, other than that, we don't really have anybody who's consistently a, a long-term option. Although the bullpen is fairly deep, we have a lot of arms that we rotate in and out. We have a lot, of, yeah. We have a lot of arms, but I just don't feel like, like well, we've, we've seen it throughout the entire season. Like we, like we just don't have um, a a consistent, steady 
even even if we even if we did want to do like the pitch by committee thing i don't there's no like real script of like how we do it and mm-hmm. this is you know when this guy comes in like you're gonna get three straight innings you know it's like there was uh you know we've, we've had instances where uh a guy guy comes in and he throws one guy to, he gets one batter yeah and they're like all right you got bowling like so. um, and then back to the offense dylan cruz and Braden joe bear both had huge weekends i think cruz had five homers for like two straight or it was two weekends ago he had five homers and he did it again and people on tiger droppings online talking about him as potentially the best lsu baseball player of all time mm-hmm. uh which may be a bit premature considering he's only in his second season but uh, I think he's batting like 350 with over 20 home runs in the era where they have different bats yeah. as opposed to where you could just bomb it all the time. True. And he, I mean, great fielder. And yeah, Joe Bearlick was a con- kind of a complete uh, revelation to this team. At the beginning, he was hitting home runs and now he's kind of felt found his groove again. I think he has like 17 or 18 himself. So mm-hmm. uh, he, he, so he set a, at least set a record for a player, right? He had nine RBIs in this last game. So that's great, um, and hopefully we can get that performance again on the SEC tournament, playing either Auburn or Kentucky, whoever wins that one. But the fact that we got a buy, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that I wouldn't have predict I wouldn't have predicted us to to you know get a get a favorable draw in the tournament, especially after losing that serious old miss. Yeah, um, but I mean, I guess that's what. Winning, you know, sweeping that last series and then just seeing what everyone else does, that, that's that's what happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, LSU just kind of played its way in the last three games uh, to to a bye. And like you said, we we can at least that's one less or two. Well, if they win the first two games, I mean, that's that saves them a lot of pitchers right there. And Ty Floyd, he he did put up five again. That's one of those things where I don't know if we can count on that every time. But I, I think that's what Jay Johnson's looking for is like, well, look, I got a, I got like one real starter and the rest are just guys that can give me anywhere from one to, I guess, five innings. Yeah. Really. It's like, it just, it depends who can, who can hold steady for those first, let's, let's just even say four, because mm-hmm. then we can get someone else to come in. He knows he can got other guys to carry us through, you know, three innings if, if they're, if they're on point. So uh, they can do this you know, Johnny Holstaff thing. We hate it. We hate seeing it, but I don't know. I, I feel like his, that's, that's just what he has. He has Mikel Hilliard and a bunch of guys that can give you, you know, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but that's, that's, that's where we are. I mean, yeah. you, know, unless, you know, something happens and Blake money just, I don't know. It's just uh, something clicks and he's just, you know, money <laughs> again. <laughs> so I don't know. It'll be interesting. And then I think after this tournament's over, I mean, we'll know next Sunday, like the championship will be over next Sunday and then we'll have a good idea of what LSU is doing. You know, they're saying, you know, the way they played this weekend and were able to sweep Vanderbilt, they, it's likely they'll host a regional. I don't know that that's you know, like in stone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they could, but I, I don't know. I think if they won two games in the SEC tournament, that might kind of help solidify that. I mean, I don't know. I guess they are. Bandy's RPI was good enough that it really helped them to to sweep them. But um, I don't. I don't know. If you, could you say that it's definitely we're hosting a regional? Uh, two wins. Yeah, I think it's pretty close. Um, not guaranteed. Since we did get the bye, we're automatically in the double elimination part of the bracket. So we get two games guaranteed. Um, the Auburn Kentucky winner on Wednesday. And then the next day, the Thursday, we're playing either 
most likely Tennessee, mm. um, who is number yeah, one team in the country, in the country yeah. or uh, we'd be in the loser's bracket facing elimination. Um, but yeah, I mean, a one and one, actually, you can't have a one and one performance. Uh, but yeah, win two, I think you probably get a regional win one, unlikely. If you get to the top four teams in the SEC tournament, yeah, like you're looking pretty good considering the SEC is probably the best baseball conference in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really, I mean, I've followed a little bit outside of the SEC, but I mean, there's just, I, usually that's, that's what happens, you know, when it gets to, uh, down to super regionals and who, who goes to, to Omaha, it's, I don't know, I, I'd be willing to bet, I don't know if I can do this next week, remember, I'm, I'm going to go to Vegas, I, I think it'd be possible to get three to four SEC teams in Omaha, I don't know if you can bet on that, but <laughs> I, that's what I'm putting my money on, yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's looking good, and I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, there's teams that opted not to play the midweek game. LSU chose to. Jay Johnson says, I you know, I don't, I don't think we need to take a day off. I think we just need to go out there and win and compete, and it'll help us for this weekend. I don't know. I, I guess I guess you could say that kind of worked. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of taking the time off, just focusing on, you know, just, uh, I don't know, not overthinking Vanderbilt, basically. They played the game and won. I think that did kind of help give them a little uh, rejuvenated step. Cause if you, if your last game was like getting swept by Ole Miss, then, uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of hard to look uphill towards Vanderbilt and go win on the road three games like they just did. Uh, but Hey, um, I guess kudos to Jay Johnson. I mean, he said it this week too, after, after the, I think it was after that uh, midweek game. It's like, ah, it was after the sweep of Ole Miss. He's like, look guys, I, I know this. I know the tradition here. Everyone wants to win. I want to win. No one wants to win more than me. So we can trust him. You know, he's, he is, <laughs> this still is his first year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we just, you know, we see so much potential and we were chomping at the bit for him to just develop more right in front of our eyes in the last two weeks. But uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll do it uh, through the rest of the season, but definitely towards next season. So um, they're in a good position. We'll see what happens. Anything else? Uh, not much. I, I was at the midweek game against Northwestern State on Tuesday. It was very hot. I actually almost got hit by a Braden Joe Bayer home run because I was sitting in the student section in Sweet. right field. And then he launched it. You could see it was coming straight for me. I was on the first row, like above the fence. And then it rocked against the fence about three feet away from me. I could have like reached over and tried to catch it. Probably would have snapped my arm off in the process. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was pretty cool. You can see me like, uh, LSU t- uh, baseball Twitter posts all the highlights. You can see me like peeking over the side and like dodging it at the very last second. Um, but I was glad to, to get another win. I guess my last one is a, an LSU student, but yeah, best of luck to them in the SEC tournament. Remember, tune in Wednesday, the 25th, and then uh, the 24th or Thursday as well. We'll be playing. Mm. Uh, the Was that game run ruled? Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, it was. They ended in the seventh. Um, yeah, I think that's what we I left in, We left in the fifth or sixth inning, but yeah, we wrapped it up. Yeah, it kind of scared me because I thought, oh, yeah, this is what we did last week. Like, we crushed, crushed the midweek team and then just did not have the bats show up in the weekend. But yeah. <laughs> the opposite was true this time. They, true. oh my goodness, uh, I, I've never seen them hit so much uh, against an SEC team. Vanderbilt, no less. Uh, but anyway, Tommy, you got anything else on that? Because... I think I think that pretty much it's a pretty uh you know case closed weekend for LSU baseball. There's not much not much bad to say. Uh, same yeah. same things you've been saying over you know there there are problems with this team where they're not 100 100 percent bulletproof. 
but this is this is the best that you can, I think you can get. This is exactly like this is the pinnacle of of this LSU team's performance. They're doing it at the right time, and uh, and I'm excited for this tournament coming up. Yeah, yeah, amen. Um, having said that, the uh, the NCAA kind of had a, a rule change for college football this week, and. I don't know. It's just it. The I thought the timing. I don't. I don't even know if we were expecting this. Like if 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 we had heard about this before, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I thought, but the NCAA is now changing the rules to how many how many players you can sign. Uh, I guess during a any season, and it's, it's however many you want or need really. How many you need? You can sign as many as you want per year, but you can still only have eighty five scholarship players. I believe that's right. Um, like again, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. I, I don't know if they're they're trying to help address the the transfer rules or whatever, but I don't know. It just seems like a just a like you know you know that meme where it says nobody and then it's blank and then the NCAA. Hey, we're changing the rules for you. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Because I I get they felt like maybe they had to do something, but I, I don't know. It's just like what? Where did this come from? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think they, they do usually come out with rule changes around, don't they? Isn't it around this time? Yeah, like, just the off season. They have like their their they committee meeting, do all this kind of stuff. Like that's when the the you know NIL was was announced in July of last year. Um, you know, from the NCAA perspective, they said this is our our policy on it. So, uh, I mean, I think it's probably I think it's actually probably good, especially for you think about with LSU. Um there were so many transfers out when coach O left and the, with, I think with the rules as, as they were written um, before you could, you could replace some of those scholarships, but it wasn't one-to-one. So for instance, if you know, you had a guy, if you had a bunch of people who signed last year and like seven of them transferred, it wasn't like, okay, you had 25, you have 25 this, uh, scholarships this year plus uh, or 25 in your in your um, recruiting class this year, plus seven people, seven scholarship athletes transferred. So now you have 32. It wasn't like that. You got you got some of them back, but you had to like. Um, it, it took time for you to to kind of get those scholarships back. I think so. I think this is good to where, you know, hopefully, and and I feel like we're only getting with NIL and and kind of what you know with the Jimbo Fisher saving stuff. We're going to talk about a little bit like. It, the the world of college football, especially on the, on the player side, is moving a lot faster. And uh, between, you know, if, if your NIL deal falls through or boosters pull out or, or you're not like, or maybe you play, you out, you think you outplay your NIL deal and you want a new, uh, basically a new contract with the, tra- with the transfer portal, you could have uh, a, a huge dent to, you've seen it, you know, p- tons of people on one team leaving. Um, and so I think this is good for the school's perspective to be able to like, well, if we lose all these people, we can, we can replace them pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It allows you to replenish depleted classes for whatever reason, probably a little bit faster. Um, maybe it opens the door to some weird shenanigans, people online saying that Nick Saban's going to be signing like 40 player classes now. And then well, after- he already signs like, he already signs like 28. Yeah. And then whichever players are just not performing or not 
his type of guy after one year, he cuts them and to stay within the limit and just recycles it the next year. And so Saban just somehow gets the best of the best every single time. Who knows? Uh, maybe they're, well, it's kind of same old, same old. Yeah. Uh, some people might say if it ain't broke, don't fix it in these type of situations, but I guess a little experimentation um, may be interesting. I think it only is in effect for like two years at this point. Hmm. So like maybe they're doing a little trial period and then if they like it, keep it, if not, then revert. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, and I, and I think um, the I don't know. I'm wondering if they're just looking at what's happened the last two years, you know, with the NIL and people transferring, um, like you know, especially with what happened with LSU, where everyone left before they even finished all their games. You know, they didn't have anyone for the for the bowl game. Like we, you know, we we didn't have enough guys to scrimmage for a practice at one point. I remember that. Um, so there's that. And then there was that story that came out of Hawaii where this coach was just, uh, you know, just nobody liked him and like 19 guys entered the portal on, you know, like one day, one fell swoop. Um, and you know, that's, it's hard enough probably to get guys to go to Hawaii to recruit there, but you know, just to replace 19. Um, so I, I feel like they're just looking at what's going on and saying, all right, well, yeah, I mean, now that we've opened this portal and, uh, yeah, we, we just, we, we've created this. So I guess we might as well just keep creating <laughs> something, something else to support it. Uh, so that's where they are. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I know Nick Saban's going to take advantage of it. And, uh, my goodness, I'm sure Jimbo Fisher's going to call him out again. And I'm here for it. My goodness. Uh, those two went at it this week. Right. And is, you know, Saban's the one that kind of started and Jim, Jimbo was already mad. Right. Cause he, he already knows people feel like that he just bought this number one class like he was already sensitive about it right like yeah. remember after signing day he was very defensive about it and then so Zayden, some reporter just asked like how do you feel if nil helped player or played a played a role in your class and he said not at all <laughs> right really really okay yeah i kind of missed like a little bit of the details on this but Saban was saying that a&M bought all their players and then Jimbo's like, we didn't pay any, like y'all are doing the same thing or y'all are doing it over at Bama, blah, blah, blah. And then you guys hating, hating on each other. And Satan's not wrong. I, I, they, they no, neither the, of them are wrong. No. I mean, well, I think that, I think that it's just like when, like, it's just like when Ole Miss suddenly had Robert Kandichi and all these great players and people were like, Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. Like, wait, what's going on over there? <laughs> and then it like came out, came out. Oh, wait, they're like paying him. Like, this time it's just legal. Like, yeah, of course you can do it. Now, now we know you can do it. You can do it out in the open. But like, let, let's just be honest with the reason why AM has suddenly picked up the best recruiting class of all time. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. It just, it kind of reminded me of like the steroid era in baseball. Yeah. Like you kind of know everybody's like doing it, but uh, nobody's really kind of admitting it. Like, you know, these guys are all kind of in there. But I mean, I, I didn't feel like it's more than that because like before it was like, you kind of knew there was always some like, okay, like this guy's probably not going to the school just for the love of, for the love of the game or for the love of the institution. But now you can literally see like, okay, this guy just signed an NIL deal with, whoever's car wash in, in college station and he's going to get a million dollars. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't, I, I think that, I don't know. I side, I, I kind of side with saving on this. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's an interesting rivalry though. I guess they're, because I mean, Jimbo Fisher was Saban's OC at LSU in the early two thousands. Mm -hmm. And then uh, now they're sniping rival schools. 
uh, as A&M has kind of risen to a little bit more kind of recent power in the SEC. So that'll be fun to watch if they kind of keep going at it or if it's kind of a one-time, one-round bout. Mm-hmm. Although if I was Jimbo Fisher, I wouldn't be like poking the bear. Yeah, you don't come at the king, really. <laughs> I mean, but he had he did beat him this past year. That's true. I feel like that's, that's why, time. and the fan base will back him up too. Um, but I, I feel like as LSU fans, especially, are like, yeah, go at it. This is great for us. You know, we we want to see these two guys go at it. Until then, Jimbo said, "Go look at where he's been, right, and talk to them. See, he's done it." I was like, "Oh, wait, 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 wait! Don't bring us into this. Don't, don't bring LSU back into this. This is between y'all." Uh, and by the way, if you're talking about that LSU and Nick Saban was here, you were here too. So, yeah. are you incriminating yourself right now, or what? What are you saying? Um, anyway, uh, I just think it's funny, um, and I. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, you say don't come at the king, but I don't know. I think the king kind of poked him. Uh, you know, he's just calling. I, I don't think I thought it was pretty, pretty arrogant for Saban to say. You know, they bought every player. We didn't do that. Really, really, you like we had we lost Elias Ricks to you because apparently yeah. we couldn't <laughs> summon up an NIL deal quick enough for him. True. So what, what are you talking about? Anyway, um, enough enough SEC drama. I'm sure we'll have some more for uh, media days, which is in I. Th- I think a couple months back in Atlanta again. Yep. The old college football hall of fame. Maybe I can go down there and pick a fight with Saban or something. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys have anything else? Uh, any other sports news? Uh, I don't know if we mentioned, you know, we did mention it. Um, Honey Badger and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't know from, I don't remember if Jarvis was signed by that last time we did it, but man, it's going to be, it's going to be lit when the Bengals come to town, all those LSU players playing in the dome and we, you know, they still could get OBJ maybe. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I think that'd be a little too much, though. <laughs> right? Like, I... LSU social media would have a field day. Yeah, this would really, be, like, yeah. an all-time greatest event for them. Yeah. Um, all right, so, quick question, and I think we're probably out. Uh, I'll, be in, I'll be in Vegas in about a week for um, a friend's wedding. Uh, wedding... And, well, it's also Memorial Day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, can have a good time. If you were to put... Uh, put money on who might win the national title next year in football who do you think you'd go as LSU had pretty good odds I think they're like plus 2,000 or something uh Alabama was at like plus 600 maybe um just wondering what 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 you would go with it's hard to do it kind of right off the cuff without seeing again I'm checking Alabama plus 200 or so right now 200 yeah about a 50 50 chance or one in three rather uh and then ohio state georgia clemson really alabama ohio state and georgia the only ones that are pretty heavily favored uh and it's hard to go against picking one of those i think usc plus 1600 might not be a a terrible pick they got um of course lincoln riley and they yeah, bring in the, his quarterback too yeah um caleb williams I was they're, they're starting completely over I feel like there's a good wild card out there, you know, maybe one LSU and then maybe one, one to kind of hedge your bench, maybe an Ohio state or an Alabama or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I should. You going back to I, back on Georgia. <laughs> I thought about that too. Um, I mean, they'll have Stetson Bennett, not that he like won, won that whole season for them, but I mean, he's, he was steady Eddie. Uh, yeah, I might. That, that's, that's harder though. Right. As like, I think it, It'd be harder to repeat than for somebody like LSU to just come out of nowhere and win it. For um, 
as much as it pains me to say it, I actually think that the best value on this board right now, like realistically, is A and M at plus sixteen hundred. Like I could, I, and if A and M can't do it, it's kind of. I mean, it is kind of like Georgia. They're they're in the same kind of boat that Georgia was in last year, where it's like if if Georgia can't do it at some point, they're never going to do it. Right. And like and they did, and they did, and they have like all you know. It's like Georgia had all that talent. They had on both sides of the ball the best recruiting classes ever. They had everything. Um, the only question really was quarterback. AM's kind of the same way, except that they mm-hmm. they have like a few. They to be honest, I would say they have better quarterbacks on paper than maybe Stetson Bennett was at this time last year. Yeah, but I just don't see. Max Johnson having a season like Stetson Bennett, right? Well, maybe. Well, it's the, it doesn't even have to be Max Johnson. It could be Haynes King. Right. It, the only reason he, I mean, you know, he, he didn't play last year because he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally up in the air. I don't think they've decided on their quarterback either, but uh, point being is, I don't know. I think the stars were just aligned for Georgia last year with in Stetson, and Stetson Bennett himself. Yeah. I mean, uh, you just look at his story. That's just remarkable. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I guess I, that's what I was asking was like, what would be a good value? Like something that's realistic. Um, I wouldn't have thought AM winning realistic was realistic, but I don't know. Maybe it's worth a 20 bucks or something. Well, I feel like, uh, like I would say, you want to talk about something like very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just bet that bet on Bama. I think they're going to want to come. I think Bryce Young, all of that. I mean, they got they got the two best players in the whole sport coming back next year in Bryce Young and uh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson and then Dallas Turner is supposed to be just like another Will Anderson, and they've got wide receivers. They got. I mean, they got everything, and I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder because of the way that they lost this year. So I think, I think it could be their year again, which that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's like a safe bet and whatever, but I think the interesting one, I, like on the list, Ohio state at plus 400 doesn't eh. now, I mean, CJ Shroud might, might end up being, you know, lighted up be a Heisman trophy winner. That could be, that could be maybe a nice little, a nice little prop CJ. Shroud, I don't know what the Heisman, Heisman, Heisman bet. Yeah. Add some cricket sound. Oh, so CJ Shroud is the odds on favorite. Plus two fifty. That's interesting because so. Bryce Young won the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, most people think he lost a lot of his back. weapons, like his wide receivers. Yeah. Um, Caleb Williams plus nine hundred. Now that I don't think that's bad at all. Caleb Williams could I could see him winning the Heisman. Just just from what he can do against the like Pac twelve, yeah, because they Pac twelve he can he'll put up a ton of numbers. Yeah. And he's not gonna uh, and he's gonna get all the exposure. Because of like this is Lincoln Riley, this is USC. USC's coming back. Like I yeah. think they want. You know, it's like they everybody wants the TV wants USC to be good. So they do. I mean, for a while it was basically the only pro team in town. Uh, even though you had probably two or three teams within like a two-hour, three-hour drive. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they're good, you know, they could. I mean, there's the Pac-12 is not that strong right now, so. He, they could win the conference easily, and he would put up gaudy numbers and just look good. He, but probably face a different tune when they get into the playoffs or postseason, whatever. Anyway, uh, thanks for the recommendations. I'll, I'll look at. I'll definitely put in some prop bets. But uh, I don't know. I think that'll about do it for us here on Talking Tigs, guys. If you had any last words, put them out there now. 
Uh, don't think so. Yeah, next pod, Scott might be in Vegas. I'm going international for the next two weeks, so I might be podcasting from across the pond. Hey, uh, yeah, so hopefully my internet connection will be good enough, but we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll report on football of the English variety. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Tommy, any last words? Um, not much. Kind of yeah, ready for this baseball. Going to watch that all week and then uh, kind of getting into the dog days of summer. Not much Not much going on after, after you know, once we get to Omaha. Yeah, yeah, nothing but just hot summer days down in the bayou after this. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the this this SEC baseball tournament and see see what else you can do. Uh, so until then, until next week, hope everyone has a good week, uh, have a good Memorial Day, and um, I guess until next time, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time um, on the other side of Memorial Day on Talking Ticks.